guys. It's Melissa here. Well, welcome to another episode of Steadfast in His Word podcast. So I think this is my third episode, um, and I'm so excited and, and just so grateful that you guys are listening and that you're joining me today. I'm going to be talking about success. And have you ever thought about being successful? I feel pretty certain that we all have. It's something that is in the very forefront of our human nature that we want to achieve and strive for success in all areas of life, whether it's our careers, finances, marriages, relationships, success is a factor in every area for us. But what about success in our faith journey? And what about success in our walk with God? What does that look like? What does it require? And how do we gain success in that particular area? That's exactly what I want to cover today. So let's just go ahead and jump in. We're going to look at John, the 15th chapter. So let's get started. So I saw a TV commercial the other day for a financial planning company and where a husband and a wife were just starting out with their whole future ahead of them. And they were talking to a financial planning agent and it went on, you know, to show this couple at various stages throughout their life. They would, um, you know, like when they were getting married and then of course when they were buying their first home and when they had their first child and, and it, it, it portrayed, um, the different stages and the different things and that this couple were going through. And at every stage of life, they would make this statement. I'm so glad we did this. And, um, implying to me that, you know, that, that they had made this one kind of, kind of this one and done decision at the very beginning of their marriage, starting out their lives together, that they had made sort of this quick, uh, one and done decision, this great decision to invest their resources wisely. Nothing wrong with that at all. It just implied to me that it was that simple, that easy. This one decision set them on the course of life, you know, it set them up for that was kind of one and done and it's done and it's here we go. Um, and you know, the interesting thing there is, of course, as advertising goes, that, that it just kind of, I think what they're trying to portray to us and convey to us is that, you know, if you got, you know, if you'll give us a call or if you'll give us a try, you know, and if you'll make this decision, you too will have the same success. However, What the commercial does not show is what we all know in reality. (laughs) It does not show the sacrifices, the budgeting, the hard work, the effort, the time, the times that you have to say no to eating out or the times, you know, that you can't buy the things that you want to buy in the store or the different various things that, you know, it doesn't show any of that because that actually takes hard work and effort and discipline and all the things. It is often so much easier said than done, right? Um, but yet, that's what it takes. Hard work and dedication and persistence and effort go into success in any area of our life. So today, especially in talking about success in Christ, um, I want to talk about that because what does that look like in our faith journey and in our walk with God? What does success look like? How do we know if we are being successful? What are, what are kind of the benchmarks of our success? There is a way that we can know. And the main thing that I want to, um, convey to you guys today is that to ensure our success, 
the very first thing that we have to do is stay connected to our life source, Christ Jesus. So I want to take us to a very familiar passage of scripture in the book of John. It's the 15th chapter. We're going to read verses 1 through 8 here in just a moment. But we will find here that this is where Jesus is talking about the vine and the branches. And in this allegory here, Jesus, you know, is describing himself as the true vine. And those who have become his disciples, that would be us. We are the branches. He describes us here as the branches. And he says that by remaining attached to him, As the source of life, the branches will grow. They will flourish. They will produce fruit. However, when those branches become severed or disconnected from the vine, they wither and they die. So here in this chapter, Jesus is speaking to two categories of branches. He's talking about the fruitless branches, and then he's speaking about the fruitful branches. The branches that cease to bear fruit, of course, are exactly what you would think. They are the branches that are that no longer have life in them. Um, the life that comes from enduring faith and love in Christ. These branches, obviously, you know, are severed and lifeless. They're disconnected. So we ask ourselves, and thinking about this passage, and as we read this, we have to say, well, you know, what causes us to stop being fruitful? What causes us to stop bearing fruit in our lives? What causes us to stop being successful in our walk with the Lord? What causes us to stop being fruitful in Him? And the answer is simple. It's very simple. It's when we become disconnected. When we allow things to slip in ever so gently and almost undetected, these little hindrances come in and they slowly separate us from our connection to him. So let's read here in John chapter 15. It says this, I am the vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you, but remain in me as I also remain in you No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. And such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and they are burned. But if you remain in me and my words in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. And I love verse 8. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. We cannot bear fruit apart from him. There is no way we can do it. Just as this branch here that, that the Bible speaks of is separated from the vine, It grows lifeless, it's no longer doing anything, and it withers away, and it is eventually cast into the fire and burned. It's it's worthless, basically. It's useless. When we are cut off from the life source, which is the Spirit of Christ that brings life to us, we, too, become lifeless. So I want to give you just a few things here to think about um, in a practical way that you can apply to your life As you're thinking about, okay, how can I stay fruitful in my walk with God? How can I stay successful? Well, here's a few things. Number one, by keeping God's word continually in in our hearts and in our minds. 
and by making God's word the guide for our actions. For our actions, and y'all, I'm going to even go and add a little bit to that and say our reactions as well. Our actions, not only our actions, but, but sometimes how many of you know that as a Christian, it is just as, not as, it, it's important how we act, but it's also important how we react to things. We need to always make sure that our, even our reactions and our responses are are um, in line and in keeping with the with spirit of, of God. And number two, it's maintaining the habit of staying connected to Christ in order to draw strength from him. So just um, what it implies, just staying in connection to Christ, staying connected to the vine. Number three, it is by obeying his commands, remaining in his love and loving one another. Very important. Loving one another. Number four, by resisting sin and yielding to the spirit's direction. These are things that, that, that we can do and apply to our own lives to keep us bearing fruit, to keep us successful in our walk with God. We all at times are going to have areas of life where we are unproductive and where we are unfruitful. And when those times come, um, that's when the father, he's, it's ta- talking about that here, the father, he is the master gardener, if you will, that he prunes those branches. He prunes us at times. Meaning that he removes from our lives the things that divert or hinders us. And the things that diverts and hinders the the vital flow, the life-giving flow of the Spirit of Christ within us. The Father will come along and he will ever so gently tap us on the shoulder and say, Wait a minute, Melissa. You know, if you keep doing that, that's going to separate me from you. Or if you keep having that attitude, it's going to separate me from you. If you keep... um you know, doing those things, it's going to, it's going to eventually get creep in and it's going to disconnect you from the vine. And that is when, you know, the Holy Spirit is so good about gently whispering those things and those little nudges so that we know, okay, okay, God, I submit that to you. I give that to you. That is how the pruning takes place in our lives. That is how the Father prunes us. The fruit and the success that we're looking for here as Christians is the quality of Christian character. Our quality of Christian character that we walk in, that is what brings glory to God through our life and not only that, through our witness. It's what the, the, the people around us see. It is, it is how we are identified as Christians and as children of God. You know, I think sometimes that we don't realize how much the world is looking at us, how closely they are looking at us as Christians and watching our lives and and looking to us. And so we want to portray to them the love of Christ always. And Christian, godly Christian character is what we want to shine through. So, you know, many times I'm okay with that. I'm okay with God tapping me on the shoulder and saying, Melissa, I want you to, you know, you need to, we need to prune that out of your life. We need to cut that out of your life. And you know what? I'm always grateful, even though sometimes it's painful to be pruned by God. I'm grateful for that because that means that I'm growing. That means that the father is molding me, that he is pruning me into what I need to become and to what I need to be. Over the years, I have had friends and and um, ladies that I've taught Bible studies to over the years who have come up to me and said, you know, Melissa, I'm doing everything I know to do. I'm doing everything right. I'm doing all the things. You know, I'm reading my Bible. I'm trying to stay in the Word. I'm going to church regularly. I'm having my quiet times every day with the Lord, but I'm still struggling. 
I'm still struggling with this this issue or this problem. Why am I not successful in overcoming? And so, friends, I want you to hear me on this. Um, if you don't hear anything else I say today, we can go through the paces of our faith, but we must stay connected to the life source. We've got to stay connected. Sometimes a religious routine is exactly what it implies. It's a, a, a religious routine that we are going through. But we've got to have his life-giving spirit to breathe upon us in a fresh and a new way each day. Because without the the spirit, his life-giving spirit breathing upon us, we're lifeless. We are lifeless. We must stay connected. We must stay connected to his life-giving spirit. It must be in operation, flowing in our lives every day so that we can live this abundant life in Christ, so that we um, can stay connected to him, so that we can flourish, so that we can be fruitful, so that we can bear fruit and be successful in our walk with him. God wants to keep us steadfast and stable in every situation and in every circumstance that we walk through, but we've got to depend on him for that to happen. We've got to stay and remain in constant connection to him. We've got to stay connected to the vine, to that life-giving flow. Our connection to him strengthens our confidence and our trust in him. Our confidence is not in us. It's not in ourselves or in even in our own ability. It comes from us remaining connected to the vine. Because apart from him, we can do nothing. And not only that. But we will be tossed about by every wind and wave of emotion that hits us when we lose connection to him. Has anybody ever experienced that? Because I can tell really quick when I'm not connected and when I'm not as connected as I need to be to the vine, I know real quick when that happens. I want you to think about this for just a moment. How strong would our relationships be? with the people that we love the most in our lives, how strong would those relationships be if we do not stay in connection and in constant contact with those that we love? If we lose connection with our friends, with our family who mean the most to us, I'm going to tell you, we generally will grow apart from those folks. And we will eventually, you know, our the relationship will eventually break down. We'll, we'll lose contact. We'll lose connection. And there will be a breaking point in that relationship. Well, it's the same in our relationship with Jesus. Connection is life. He is life. He is the source of, of life for us. Um, you know, just as I, I talked a moment ago in my own life, um, I can always tell when I'm not as connected as I need to be. And I can tell when I've allowed some hindrance or distraction or just the busyness of life divert me or kind of keep me or separate me from coming into that connection that I, that I need to have with, with the Lord every day. And I know and I feel it immediately. I just feel all out of sorts and I can always tell. And I'm like, you know what? What is happening? There's just no life-giving flow going on through my spirit right now. I've got to do something. <laughs> And that's usually when, like I said before, the Holy Spirit will kind of nudge me and say, you know, Melissa, when have you gotten in the presence of God? When have you come into my presence? When have you um, just poured out your heart to me? And I'll know and I'll feel super convicted at that, at that moment that, you know what, it has been a while, God. And, and, it's, and it's me. 
It's my fault because I have not made time and I've allowed distraction to come. Ever since I was a little girl, I... Um, I want to tell you all this. I have never held back from the Lord. I, I've always been very comfortable in talking with Jesus. I mean, I just tell him everything. And um, if it's good, I tell him. <laughs> y'all, if it's bad, I tell him. And I think this comes from growing up the way I did in, in ministry and, and being in a ministry family. Um, and especially because my dad was an evangelist, we spent a huge amount of time on the road. And I mean, literally on the highway, we did not fly. (laughs) We, um, didn't have the money to fly. Of course we were poor evangelists. I'm here to tell you, my daddy was not a TV evangelist, (laughs) was never on TV. So, I mean, we were just kind of out there, um, hitting the road for Jesus, (laughs) so to speak, traveling from church to church, from city to city, um, holding revivals. My dad would preach just about wherever they would let him. So our trips were made literally in cars, vans, motorhomes, motor coaches, up and down the highway from place to place for hours. And for me and my younger sister, she's eight and a half years younger than me, for those of you who don't know her, um, these trips were excruciating for us because just like most kids, it was torturous, torturous um, for us to be trapped in a car for hours on end there we didn't there were no friends you know a lot of we were each other's friends I think that's maybe that's why we're a lot close we're, we're so close now um you know we're kind of all each other had there were also no cell phones you got to remember this was like in the early early 80s mid 80s and late 80s and there were no cell phones you know back then no computers no I, iPads or anything like that we would just stare out the window most of the time. And so I'm not even kidding when I say this. I think that that is really where I learned to pray. Seriously, like I would stare out the window and just talk to God for hours. Especially when I got bored of playing with my sister or when I was kind of bored of talking to my parents. So literally, I have always just told God everything. I have poured out my heart to Him. I have just, you know, handed Him all of my frustrations, my heartbreaks, all of it. And believe me when I say I was not always happy as a child about being, um, you know, drugged from place to place and church to church and revival to revival and meeting to meeting and um, kind of, I mean, literally living sort of a gypsy life. And as a child, it was, it, it was not um, easy. So I talked to God about it. But this opened up for me such a connection in my life that it has been a life source for me over the entirety of my life. Um, I just talk to God. I don't know any other way. I'm very comfortable telling him how I feel. And um, this has been a good thing for me. And I, I think, you know, looking back over my life, I'm grateful for it now because it connected me to him. Um, but... Kind of the downside of that is is that I, I really do, um, I can't go, well, I, I say it's a downside, but honestly, it's really not a downside. That's probably the good part of it, too, because I can't go very long without that connection to him. And every time I come back to him and say, God, I can't do this without you. I can't make it without you, God. It's been too long. I've got to connect to you. I've got to come back and get in your presence again and be refreshed and renewed and restored. And let me tell you, 
He is faithful. He has never once turned to me away and said, nope, Melissa, you missed it. You know, I was waiting on you earlier this morning. You didn't make our meeting. So, <laughs> you know, you didn't show up. Too bad. <laughs> no, 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 guys. That is not who he is. He's the vine. We are the branches. And when we stay connected to him, we bear much fruit and we flourish. We flourish in our walk with him and in our witness for him and in our relationship with him. Going back to John 15 and chapter and, and verse 8, it says that it is to our Father's glory that we bear much fruit, showing ourselves to be his disciples. That's the success we want. That's what we want the world to see. And when we are connected to him, we bear much fruit in the world around us, family and friends, and those around us see the fruit of our lives. And then we are known we are known by him and we are called his disciples. I want that. I don't know about you guys. I want that in my life. So remember to remain in him today. Stay connected to him today. Y'all, and in doing this, I can promise you he will hold you steadfast, secure, unshakable in every season, in every circumstance that you walk through and go through in your life. Stay connected to the vine. That is all for today, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me today on Steadfast in His Word. I am blessed to have y'all with me. I'm blessed that you are joining me and listening in. Love you guys. I will see y'all next time and have a great rest of your week.